Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be doing a 12-team PPR mock draft from the 10th overall spot using Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard, the roster positions for today's mock draft are one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flexes, a kicker defense, and six bench spots. We're going to be drafting up against the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, as well as the composite ADP from ESPN, NFL Sleeper, and RT Sports. But before we could get on into this mock draft i would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter or x please do so at notorious fntsy so without further ado let's get in to this 12 team ppr mock draft from the 10th overall spot so the draft begins with justin jefferson cooper cup christian mccaffrey jamar chase austin eckler tyreek hill travis kelsey stefan diggs and C.D. Lamb, very wide receiver heavy start to the first round, which really shouldn't be that out of the ordinary in a full PPR league, especially a league with two flex spots. You can reasonably start four wide receivers at all times in this kind of a league. So it makes sense that a lot of wide receivers are already off of the board. For me here, best players available would be Amon Ross, St. Brown, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Best running backs would be Saquon, Bijan, nine inch Nicholas Chubb Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs Josh Jacobs yesterday formally has signed his contract he's going to be back with the Las Vegas Raiders so anyone that was nervous about Josh Jacobs holding out now they can all rejoice Josh Jacobs is going to be back for anyone like myself who just believed Josh Jacobs was coming back the whole time we already saw this coming so for me this is an incredibly easy pick to make if Bijan Robinson wasn't available here. I probably would end up going with Devontae Adams, but to me, Bijan Robinson is a must draft player inside of the first round. I genuinely believe so highly in the talent of Bijan Robinson. I think he is going to see so many carries game in and game out for this Atlanta Falcons offense. He is going to be seeing so many touches every single game, going to be getting a decent amount of receiving upside as well. This is a team that made Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley look like amazing runners. Backs. Imagine what Bijan Robinson is going to do. This guy is going to take the league by a storm after Bijan, Saquon Barkley, AJ Brown, Pat Mahomes, and Derrick Henry. Pat Mahomes that early in the second round is definitely crazy. There are just so many good skill position players still available. Derrick Henry went after him. Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs still available. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle also still on the board for me. There is just too much talent that you could still pick up for me to be comfortable selecting a guy like Pat Mahomes there especially in a league where you need to be starting two receivers two flexes right which I think kind of devalues the quarterback in a way now in the third round I'm hopping all around to get a guy like Patrick Mahomes, right? But in the early second round, that is just ludicrous to me. So we're up on the clock here. And I think Josh Jacobs' ADP is going to rise quicker than your cock after you take one of those gas station pills. So Josh Jacobs is going to be my pick here. Personally, even with Josh Jacobs returning to the Las Vegas Raiders, I still have 9-inch Nicholas Chubb ranked ahead of him, but it is very close between him, Chubb, and Tony Pollard. I really do believe this is going to be a guy that is going to get force-fed the ball all game long. Last year, we finally saw Josh Jacobs get some targets. For years, 
For years, we were told, John Gruden back in the day told us, oh, Josh Jacobs is going to be working more in the receiving game. And it never fucking happened. But last year, they finally bit on the bullet and started giving Josh Jacobs a lot more receiving upside. This is a Raiders offense that I don't project to be all that amazing. But I think Josh Jacobs is going to be seeing so much work game in and game out that it makes him a undeniable early second round pick. Now, normally, we go hero running back, right? We go with one running back in the first two picks. Typically, we go with one wide receiver and one running back, but getting Bijan Robinson and Josh Jacobs on the same team, these are two guys that could finish RB1 and RB2 at the end of the season. This is one of the best ways to start the draft from the back of the first round. Now, if Bijan wasn't there, I think some people would be happy with Saquon and Josh Jacobs. I'd be happier with Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs, but this is an excellent start. If you did want to go wide receiver instead of Bijan, though, I probably would have taken Devontae Adams at that spot, even though Devontae Adams goes all the way at the end of the second round. Though, if I did go with Adams, I definitely wouldn't have taken Josh Jacobs in the second round because I don't really want to have my first two picks be guys on the exact same team, especially on a team like the Raiders. After Josh Jacobs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, Jalen Waddle away, Waddle Waddle, till the very next day. Nine Inch Nicholas Chubb, Keenan Allen, Tony Pollard, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams, Najee Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Josh Allen, Travis Etienne, Jalen Hurts, Jameer Gibbs, and Brees Hall, all going in the first nine picks of the third round. So the third round was filled with. Every single pick was a running back outside of Josh Allen. Get it? Funny joke, Jalen Hurts is a running back. But at the end of the day, that's a little bit crazy. This is the range where the running backs start to get really gross. Now, you can talk yourself into the upside of Joe Mixon, Ramondre Stevenson, Aaron Jones, Jameer Gibbs. But do I want to take Brees Hall, who in my opinion is going to be in a committee? A committee with Dalvin Cook in the third round of a redraft league? Fuck no, baby. Now, do I think that Brees Hall could end up as the main guy as we get deeper into the season? Yes, but I think the season's going to start off with Brees Hall incredibly slow, and I don't really want to draft that in the third round, especially since they gave Dalvin Cook all of that money. So the best part about going double running back right off the rip here is now we don't have to dive into this range of running back that reeks to high heaven. Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison, Dobbins, Connor. Now, there are some running backs in this range that I like. But in the third round, I would rather be chemically castrated than draft any of those guys. If Mark Andrews was available at the end of the third round, he would be a no-brainer selection. But if I'm keeping it 100, I don't really think that would be possible. So we are going to avoid him. Could it happen? Maybe. He fell a decent amount past ADP to me. He's an early third round pick, so we're going to avoid him and go with a barrage of wide receivers here. Best receivers available, Chris Olave, Devontae Smith, Teehee, Higgins, DK Metcalf, Omari Cooper, Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin, all still available. My boy, Calvin Ridley, already came off the board in the second round. Now, I've been talking him up for weeks, so I'm happy to see that his ADP continues to rise. For me, we are going to go with Devontae Smith here. I feel he's a little bit safer than Chris Olave, but he 
also has a little bit more upside than T. Higgins. And because so many running backs came off the board in the third round, it allows Devontae Smith to fall to us at the 310. After Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf, Chris Olave, Marky Mark Andrews, and T. Higgins were back up on the clock. And Deshaun Watson looked legitimately good in preseason last night. If you guys watched that game, him and Amari Cooper had a solid connection like peanut butter and jelly. I've been talking about this for months, but I genuinely believe that Deshaun Watson last year is not the same quarterback that he's going to be in 2023. I also don't necessarily believe that Deshaun Watson's going to come back and be the MVP caliber quarterback he was from his heydays in Houston, but I don't think he has to be this upper echelon world-beating quarterback in the NFL for him to succeed in this offense with Cleveland. I'm a huge fan of Deshaun Watson this season, and I think his game is going to rub off Wink, wink. His good play is going to be rubbing off on Amari Cooper this season. Amari Cooper was bending defenses over when he had Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback. So as long as Deshaun Watson doesn't suck ass like he did last season, then we should be in for a big year out of Amari Cooper. After Amari Cooper, TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller, Debo Samuel, Alexander Madison, Damian Pierce, Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins... Chris Godwin, Kenneth Walker III, the fifth opens with George Kittle, me Timbers, Justin Fields, Wiki Wiki, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, James Conner, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, and Justin Herbert, the pervert. Again, I don't mind James Conner at all in the fifth round. But in a more running back heavy centric room in the third and in the fourth round, I am ecstatic that I got Bijan and Josh Jacobs super early. Back up on the clock here. Best quarterbacks available, Joe Shiesty and Trevor Lawrence. A lot of the tight ends off the board. We still have Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard. I am a Kyle Pitts truther this season. I've been fading him for years this year. I've started to hop onto the bandwagon. But in the fifth round, that feels a little bit gross, right? In the seventh round, sure. I get there's risk, but the upside's there. But for me... In the fifth round, that is a little too high of a price. We already have Bijan, so Drizzy Drake London is off of the board for me. I don't think Drake London's going to have a bad season by any means, but the fact is I don't really want to have two players on the Atlanta Falcons starting in my roster at all times. We're going to go with Christian Watson here. His ADP is just egregious. ADP pick 55. 55! Shout out to the fantasy footballers. But Christian Watson is a guy that I believe is the clear number one receiver on the Packers. Jordan Love has went out there and looked damn near fantastic for the Packers. Now I get it. Nick, it's preseason. Don't blow a wad in your pants over preseason. And I agree with that. I agree. I don't want to overreact to preseason. But if Jordan Love just looks decent... I really believe Christian Watson could finish as a top 12 wide receiver in fantasy football. This guy was a touchdown machine. He was sucking in touchdowns like Tiana Trump sucks in something else. So he's a master at it. This is an offense that has a number one receiver and his name is Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson is going to be a guy that next year might be in the conversation to be a top three round pick. After Christian Watson, Joe Shiesty, DeAndre Swift, Jerry Judy, and Alvin Kamara, I will continue to spread the good word or the bad word of Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara in the sixth round is as much of a stooge pick as it gets in redraft. For the first three games, he isn't doing shit. You want to know why? Because he's suspended. 
Can't do anything. Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller are going to get run. Then, when Alvin Kamara comes back, burning three weeks on your bench. Jamal Williams is still there. Kendra Miller is still there. And Taysom Hill, who is just magically going to get 10 touchdowns this year, is still on this offense. If Michael Thomas is there, he's going to be taking away red zone opportunities. I think Alvin Kamara is as easy of a fade as it gets. But Nick, he's still pretty good. I agree. He is still good. But there's just some principle about drafting him in the third round when he didn't look anywhere near like he looked in the past last season. And now he's suspended for three games. And if you can't put suspended players on the IR, he's just stuck on your bench for three weeks. Just not something I want to do. So we're back up on the clock here. The Fantasy Pros app here still suggesting us to draft Drizzy Drake London again. I don't hate Drake London by any means, but at the end of the day, we are going to go wide receiver here, and we are going to go with Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, this is another one of those guys that has just looked fantastic in the preseason. Now, I know George Pickens has made some good plays, but Deontay Johnson's looked great as well. Kenny Pickett looks like he turned another page on his career. He looks a lot better. Maybe his hands grew a little bit because he had small hands last season. I think Deontay Johnson is a guy that is being heavily slept upon. I've seen him go as late as the eighth round in fantasy football drafts, and it really just feels like people are being very unserious about him. I get that he scored zero touchdowns last year, right? He completely screwed over fantasy football players. I was as high as Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan podcast, but at the end of the day on Deontay Johnson. But I still believe that Deontay Johnson, while he might have bent me over the fucking table last year and spanked me, you know, it hurt a little bit. I think the bounce back is eminent for Deontay Johnson. He is going to see one of the most amount of targets in all of the NFL. If you've enjoyed thus far, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. After Deontay Johnson, Drizzy Drake London, Michael Pittman, Tyler Lockett in my pocket skirt, Jordan Addison, Christian Kirk, who quickly, based upon his low usage in preseason and how much they're using Zay Jones, I am starting to get afraid, incredibly nervous to draft Christian Kirk. When I see Christian Kirk on the board in the sixth round, it seems like there is a landmine around him. Like you're playing fucking Minesweeper, right? You're clicking around. You're like, oh, Jordan Addison. Now, he doesn't normally go in the sixth round, but hey, I like Jordan Addison. And oh, Brandon Ayuk. I like Brandon Ayuk, right? You're clicking around, and then you click on Christian Kirk, and your whole fucking screen explodes, right? Tactical nuke 25 kill streak from Modern Warfare 2. I am so nervous about Christian Kirk. I still think he's a good player, but with how good Calvin Ridley's looking and with his usage in two wide receiver sets being low, I'm pretty scared. After Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, Javante Williams, Rashad White, Cam Akers, Mike Evans, James, let him cook. Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts, George Pickens, Trevor Lawrence, Dalvin Cook, Jahan Dotson, and Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is a guy that I have done like 180s on him all offseason. I've done 360s, right? I'm just fucking spinning around in circles like a stripper around a pole. Jahan, not Jahan Dotson, Isaiah Pacheco was a guy I started off in the offseason incredibly high on. Great Chiefs offense, good to get the goal line carries, not a lot of receiving work, but I like Pacheco. Then Pacheco's banged up. 
We don't know what's going to happen with him. His ADP is kind of high. But now his ADP starts to fall, and he just feels like a pretty safe bet in the seventh round. Again, maybe not the most exciting player because his pass catching upside isn't really that high, but I'm still a big fan of him, and I think he will be a decent pick in like the seventh or eighth round. Another guy that is just criminally underrated in fantasy football drafts is David Montgomery. Now I get it. Nick, you fucking love Jameer Gibbs. You basically suck this guy off in every single video. Well, yeah, that would be true, but while I love Jameer Jameer Gibbs, I understand the role that David Montgomery plays in this Lions offense. They gave him a bag, a bag, three-year deal worth $18 million, $11 million guaranteed. He's going to be getting the goal line carries. He's going to see not a lot of receiving work now in the past. I don't know what the fuck my voice just did right there, but he's been a guy that can get 30 plus receptions on a season. He's actually a decent pass catcher. I think he's not going to be catching as many passes because of Jameer Gibbs, but could he see 150, 160 carries? Could he get 10-plus touchdowns and end up being a guy that, while you're not really excited to start him, you can see the upside because of how good I project this Lions offense to be? Again, even though we have Bijan and Josh Jacobs, I am going to sprinkle David Montgomery onto this team. I think he adds some versatility in the flex spot, right? Maybe Christian Watson or Deontay Johnson end up sucking fucking humongous dong for fantasy football or they get hurt or something. Then I have a comfortable RB number three, Plus, when I draft David Montgomery, now I don't have to go scramble super deep in the draft for other running backs. And I love doing the deep diving, right? I love just getting in there deep and looking at these late round guys. But there's just something about having that little bit of safety at my RB3. And it allows me to just go to pound town at the wide receiver position with the next couple picks. After Montgomery, Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown, Jackson Smith, Najigba, AJ Dillon, and Brandon Cooks back up on the clock here. I love Deshaun Watson as much as the next guy. A lot of quarterbacks have came off the board. Four teams, including me, so three other teams, don't have a quarterback. I would be fine getting Tua, who's the quarterback 12, as my starting quarterback. So while I love Deshaun Watson this season, and I think his rushing upside is going to be increased, I'm willing to take the shot that maybe he falls back to us. In front of us here, only... Two teams don't have a quarterback, so there is, on an off chance, a way for Deshaun Watson to fall back to us. So here, we are going to go with Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton kind of feels like a post-hype sleeper. Now, we've been talking up Cortland Sutton for years. Hasn't really paid off, aside from that great 2019 season. But Jerry Judy's banged up. His availability for Week 1 seems uh, pretty grim, right? I don't think he's going to be there Week 1 that's the case, then Cortland Sutton should be the number one target. I think Sean Payton is going to shapeshift this offense from a god-awful offense, one of the hardest things to watch in the National Football League, and turn them into a actually formidable offense in the NFL. Now, do I think they're going to become like a top five offense? Probably not, but I think if Cortland Sutton's the number one target for the first couple of weeks of the season, maybe Jerry Judy kind of falls out of favor in that situation, and even if things don't go that way, right, Jerry Judy comes back and he takes away all the targets targets. Guess what? Cortland Sutton has two good games. There's some sucker in your league, some dumb bastard that you can trade Cortland Sutton to. Because not everyone. Now, maybe you're in a league with a bunch of sharps, right? That's possible, right? But a lot of people play in leagues 
with a bunch of dumbasses. So it's going to be very easy to ship off a guy like Cortland Sutton after a couple solid performances. After Cortland Sutton gave Davis Gino, Smith, Kadarius, Tony Sky with two wise more, Michael Thomas, Antonio Gibson, Dickie Dak, Prescott, Romeo Dobbs, the Niners defense, Khalil Herbert, Elijah Moore, Traylon Burks, Brian Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Alan Lazard, the Eagles defense, Jalen Warren, and Jamal Williams. The Jalen Warren hype train is at an all time high right now we're going to Sean Watson it is a no-brainer we get about a 20 pick discount which I know some people will be like Nick this is impossible this would never happen in my league well there's a lot of people that think that Deshaun Watson basically is already six feet under he's dead for the NFL purposes this guy reeks he sucks this that and the other thing I watched him play last year and he fucking sucked ass I picked him up off the waiver wire, and he fucked me, not softly into the night, just, he ravaged me. Now, obviously, Deshaun Watson didn't play great last season, but I believe that Deshaun Watson is a huge bounce-back candidate, plus I get that nice stack of him and Amari Cooper on my team. Now, when it comes to stacking in redraft, I don't think it is a must, right? You don't need to go into your draft just targeting a stack, but if things fall your way, you get that Deshaun Watson-Amari Cooper connection, the quarterback one to the wide receiver one on his team connection, Plus, with Deshaun Watson, I think he's going to be running the ball a little bit more. And we've already seen that in preseason thus far. Again, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button down below if you have enjoyed. Tenth round here. We are up on the clock. After Deshaun, we see Odell Beckham, Rashad Penny, Zach Charbonnet, and Zay Flowers. So we have three solid running backs. There's really no need to jump on this range of running backs. We're just going to get probably our RB4, maybe our RB5 even. I don't even know if we need five running backs on this team. Might just be some schlubs, but hey, that's fine, right? We are betting very heavily on Bijan and Josh Jacobs when we took them in the first or the second round here. So don't have a tight end. These tight ends kind of feel eerily similar, if I'm being honest with you. Like, what really is the difference between Evan Ingram, Pat Fryermuth, Njoku, and Schultz, Higby? Now, I'm not going to take Njoku on this team. He actually looked pretty good in preseason yesterday because I already have two Cleveland players. That would be a third. That seems like a stretch and redraft, if I'm being honest with you. Not... Something I'm necessarily saying is impossible, right? If Njoku just continued to free fall down the board, sure, I'd be fine taking him, but that would be a little bit gross, right? To have three guys on the Browns on your team. So we're back up on the clock here. Jacoby Myers, Rashad Master, Bateman, Quentin Johnson, Deco Collins. So I feel pretty confident in Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, Christian Watson, and Deontay Johnson. So I am going to go for the highest upside shot here, and that's Quentin Johnson. Now, Quentin Johnson might be putting up like four-point games for weeks, but I think at the end of the season, if something was to happen to Mike Williams, or if he just works, or even Keenan Allen, and he just works further into this offense, this is going to be an explosive offense in LA with the Chargers. Justin Herbert, the pervert, is going to be cooking up five-star Michelin chef meals in LA. Quentin Johnson, first round NFL draft capital. These are the kind of guys you want to take shots in late in drafts. Same thing with the guy who went just before him, Zay Flowers. First round NFL draft capital could be the number one receiver, arguably, in Baltimore. Quinton Johnston's the wide receiver three right now. Some will say he's the wide receiver four behind Joshua Palmer. At the end of the day, this is a guy that could be a league winner. He's got the skill set to do it. After that, we see Devin A. Chain, Devin Two Chains, Samaj P. Ryan, Rashad Master, Bateman, J uh, Jarek McKinnon, Evan Ingram, Eze, -E, Damian Harris, Van Jefferson, Isaiah Hodgins, Ezekiel Elliott, Adam Thielen starts the 11th, followed by Jonathan Mingo, Michael Gallup, Rash Raheem Mostert. I don't know why the fuck I just made a shh noise. It's like, have you guys ever 
had one of those radios when you were growing up or like an alarm clock. Mine had this setting where you turn it on and it sounds like you're in the fucking rainforest. Like, sh and it's like raining. I don't know if anyone else had that. That's what came to my mind with the noise I made. After that, Tank Bigsby, Pat Fryermuth, Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, and Devin Single Terry. That guy is a fucking bum. Back up on the clock here. We took Watson so early. We definitely don't need to reach for a second quarterback. We definitely need another tight end. And at this point in the draft, people are going to start taking two tight ends. So we want to get ahead of that and select the boy uh, let's go with Tyler Higby here. Tyler Higby and Dalton Schultz are pretty close to me. I think that Tyler Higby is pretty clearly the number two option on the Rams offense behind Cooper Cup in terms of targets. If Matthew Stafford's able to stay healthy and doesn't look like a complete and utter dumpster fire out there, I think Tyler Higby is going to vastly outperform his ADP. So right now, at quarterback, we got Watson. Our running backs are Bijan and Josh Jacobs. Our receivers are Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, tight end Tyler Higby. Our flexes are Christian Watson and Deontay Johnson. The bench, Montgomery, Cortland Sutton, and Quentin Johnson. So we have... Six wide receivers on the team right now, three running backs. Even though this range of running back is gross, I don't necessarily feel like it is a reach to take any of these guys. Kenneth Gainwell, we have just seen so many positive reports out of Philly about Kenneth Gainwell. Now, could Kenneth Gainwell be a trap? It's a trap! Star Wars style, Admiral fucking Akbar, 100%. 100%. Maybe DeAndre Swift is just the trap card. We're getting fooled. He's going to go in there and ball out. But there's so much positivity about Kenneth Gainwell, how much more he's going to be working in. Now, again, we have Bijan, we have Josh Jacobs. We're never really going to need to play Kenneth Gainwell. But if something happens to Swift, something happens to Penny, and with how they're already basically blowing Kenneth Gainwell, they're giving him the gawk gawk 9,000, we should be extremely interested in Kenny Gainwell this season. After Kenny Gainwell, Dante Foreman, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, David Njoku, Dalton Kincaid, Gerald Everett, Dalton Schultz, Darnell, here comes the Mooney, Gus Edwards, Tua Tungavailoa, Cole Komet, Kirko Chains, Chuba Hubbard, Kareem Hunt, Ty Chandler, Jamison Williams, Danny Dimes, Throw it on a dime like I ain't even trying. And Nico Collins. Dalton Kincaid starting to scare me a little bit. His usage in the preseason game from yesterday was a little shocking, right? They were using Dawson Knox more. Now, maybe that's because Dawson Knox hasn't played in the preseason thus far, but I don't know. I don't know. Feels like a lot of people are blowing their load a little high on Dalton Kincaid. If your Dalton Kincaid is on your team in redraft, you definitely, to me, need two tight ends. I get the upside argument, right? He's on the fucking Bills. Gabe Davis has not really cemented himself as this crazy option on the team. So Dalton Kincaid could be a red zone thrasher, a red zone monster, super slamming people through tables like he's at a Bills tailgate. But he also could end up being the tight end two behind Dawson Knox in terms of targets and usage. And you're drafting the bastard in the 12th round. And Dawson Knox, one time, if you are with me, goes undrafted. Now, again, I still think Dalton Kincaid's going to end up as the tight end one. But if you're starting him week one, in a 14-team league, sure, I get it. But in like a 12-10-team league, that is a little bit out of... That's a little bit crazy. A little bit crazy. So we're back up on the clock here gonna go wide receiver gonna go zay jones again we've talked about zay jones usage has been very telling now why would fantasy bros want to tell us about that they don't want to they say fuck you buddy we're not going to tell you about it he's best viewed as wide receiver four or five well guess what if he ends up as the wide receiver two in two wide receiver sets for the jaguars zay jones is going to surprise many and christian kirk is going to surprise people too but in the opposite way in a bad way like 
when you go down on a chick in Thailand and she ends up having a penis. Very scary. So back up on the clock after Zay Jones, Chigakonkuwu, Deuce Vaughn, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, and Jerome Ford. Shout out to my boy, the doctor from The Hangover, where that exact same thing happened to him in the strip club. That's why I'm going to Thailand on my bachelor party. So we're back up on the clock here. We got Deshaun Watson, B. John Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, Tyler Higby, Christian Watson, Deontay Johnson, David Montgomery, Cortland Sutton, Quentin Johnston, Kenneth Gainwell, and Zay Jones. This is a team where I definitely would considering dra- or consider drafting a second tight end. With the running backs that fell to us here, it doesn't really feel like we need to jump on any of these guys, fucking Mario style. It's a me, a Mario. So we're going to go with let's go Dolchich here a lot of negativity about Dolchich we go with Jawan Johnson we're gonna go with Sam Laporta though rookie now I know rookies typically don't perform all that great at the tight end position early on in their careers obviously in the rookie season but I do think Sam Laporta could be different there's just so much positivity out of camp for him so I think he could be a great player so after with Sam Laporta we see Mike Lickia Maigasicki uh, come off the board followed by John Mechie Cordero Patterson Clyde Edwards Lear Zamir White Wiki Wiki DJ Chark Tajay Spears the Bills AA Ron Rogers Juwan Johnson Chase Edmonds Broncos defense Justin Tucker the Patriots Bass Hyatt Evan McPherson and Daniel Carlson Jalen Hyatt got a missile thrown to him by Tarad Taylor is that who the backup quarterback is for the Giants? Now I'm going to get fucking slung in the comments. I think it was Tyrod. I was looking at Twitter while I was watching the Dolphins preseason game, and I saw this throw. Went over Jalen Hyatt. He was open. I'm pretty excited about Jalen Hyatt. My dad and my brother went to the Jets-Giants preseason game last night, so shout out to them getting to go while I sat at home like an asshole. Gavon. So we're back up on the clock. We're going to go with Harrison Bucker there. And then we're going defense. So for defense, the Jets are definitely the best defense defense on the board, right? The best defense. But they're not the best defense for fantasy because their starting schedule is basically like running through, I don't know, the fucking wipeout scene. I don't know. You guys know what wipeout is, right? With the big red balls, right? Running on that blindfolded. Basically impossible. Bills, Dallas. One-two punch, right? But then you get New England, so that's good. But then you get the fucking Chiefs. Then you get the Broncos, who might be good. Then you get the Eagles. You don't want to be starting them in any of those games except for maybe against Denver or New England. So I don't want to do that. I want to draft a defense playing the worst offense week one. The Ravens are one of my top choices. They get the Houston Texans rookie quarterback. C.J. Stroud in week one going to make him probably make a lot of bad decisions. So our team, we get a B-plus here, 88 out of 100 to me. This is a 100 out of 100 team. I actually think this is an excellent team that we drafted. We got Deshaun Watson, B. John Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, Tyler Higby. Our flexes are Christian Watson, Deontay Johnson, the Ravens, Bucker, Montgomery, Sutton, Quentin Johnston. We got double Johnsons. Pause. After that, Kenny Gainwell, even though it's Quentin Johnston, you idiot. I get it. Kenneth Gainwell, Zay Jones, and Sam Laporta. So let me know down below in the comment section what you guys thought about today's mock draft. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button down below if you did end up enjoying. I love you guys all so much. I hope you all have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, we'll be back later with another video. Good boy. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Good boy.